0: You are listening to The Office Hours, a podcast that inspires young dentists to pursue their passions and make an impact in dentistry. My name is Thomas Wynn, and I'm a professor at the Harvard School of Dental Medicine. I'm sitting down with experts in the field to talk about their careers, their lives, and lessons they've learned. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Office Hours with Professor Wynn. Today, we have the privilege to sit down with Dr. Leandro Chambrone to talk about his life and career. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Dr. Simbron. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine. And you, my friend?
0: Uh, how's everything in Brazil?
1: Well, I think it's like elsewhere. We're in the middle of a pandemic period. And actually, I'm stuck at my house uh, for over a two-month period. So, you know, you know during this pandemic period, uh, we've been stuck inside the house, just doing um, uh, uh, some kind of uh, home office, uh, online lectures. And The good thing is that I have been able to work new projects.
0: Mm. That, that's not, what I was going to ask you.
1: <laughs> not only academic. Oh, okay, mutual. nice. And what about you in Boston?
0: Mm. So we're currently under lockdown, too. Uh, I think everything will start to open up this week and next week in phases. But I've been stuck at home for at least the last two months. And I think it's a good break. Like, I I enjoy the time uh, being more with family and working at home and doing Zoom lectures. But I feel like I'm a lot more busier now than I used to be before the lockdown.
1: Um, You're not the only one uh, who said that to me uh, actually other other friends from u.s they told me the same. man i've been working much more now than i used to do when i'm um, in, in in the university so because of the the online lectures and all other bureaucratic things that must be solved right now especially now i think because you you in the, in the u.s you are now returning to the university so you have to adjust everything to now uh, to, to face the COVID in the clinic and other things. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think we're all very looking forward to getting back to some somewhat of a normal. Um, but I have more free time to do live interviews like today. And thank you so much for accepting to join us today.
1: a no, pleasure. My pleasure.
0: Um, so, for those who don't know you, I'm just going to read over your bio a bit. Uh, so, Dr. Chambron has been engaged in clinical practice and research uh, and evidence based ancestry since the year 2000. So, it's been more than 20 years ago. Uh, during this period, you completed a training in periodontics and orthodontics. And you, other than being a very dedicated clinician, you have a solid background in academic and research. And for anyone who have ever read any systematic reviews in periodontology, I'm sure you've encountered Dr. Chambron's work. Uh, you have authored more than 120 articles and, and leading dental journals and three books on periodontal plastic surgery and dental implantology. And you're currently a professor and adjunct professor in many universities. Um, the one, well, El Bosque University, Iowa. Uh, recently University of Pennsylvania um, and if I'm missing anyone but you know no. it's a big honor to <laughs> to have you here but today.
1: That's enough that's enough you, you should you simply should say that oh th- this is Leandro my friends just that it's okay <laughs> no more introductions.
0: <laughs> Perfect <laughs> um, so today I'm going to ask you a few questions about you know your career why did you end up where you are today if you have any tips for like the younger uh, people out there Um, so maybe the first question uh, is why did you choose to become a periodontist and also you did some training in orthodontics so it's kind of rare to see both of them at the same time
1: Um, okay let's ask let, let me answer the first question actually my my first period professor was my father. Oh, my father wow. is My father is the first student to finish uh, the dental specialty training in periodontics in Brazil. He finished it because the specialty trainings in Brazil uh, started by the middle of 1970s. So he he was the student from the first periodontal group first group of students that received a formal specialty training in Brazil in 19, 1975. Then he became a professor, too. He, he, he stayed teaching for almost 30 years. And I fortunately, I was his student during my undergrad uh, that, training. That must
0: have been special to, to have your dad as a faculty.
1: The toughest professor I have ever had terrible terrible <laughs> and and then it's it, 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 and during this time it was interesting because actually some years some years before uh, entering in the dental school uh, my first contact with uh, a peri-research let me say that way a period of thesis, it was from my father's PhD thesis because nineteen nineteen ninety he was finishing his PhD at the age of 15 years old and he told me, Hey, Leandro, please come here and help me with this reference list. I was 15 years old. So imagine the words I said at that time, just in my mind. Oh, what up? But years later, I started having more contact with the, the perio world. Actually, seen his work in the in the university and also in the, in the practice and then oh this is something I like I want to do and actually my father's PhD thesis was on root coverage okay, long-term root coverage so uh, when I finished dental school I said oh I want to be a periodontist but uh, I did not tell you but I have a couple of Brother and sister, and they are both dentists and they are both periodontists.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm yeah, and I'm the youngest. Mm. So, uh, when I finished dental school, I, I, I was talking to my father, my father, whoa, another periodontist, not the second, the fourth. <laughs> I was, I was, oh, okay. And I started having some classes on orthodontics. I said, Well, that's something interesting. So, I decided to to participate in some e- CA courses, then I entered to a specialty training for three years, 2002, 2003, and 2004. And it was amazing because, uh, I, 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 as, you, as you know, I finished dental school uh, 20 years ago, but I stayed working as an orthodontist for almost 14 years, I, uh, actually. Uh, seeing patients almost every day as an orthodontist. Uh, so, uh, I, 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 when I finished uh, the specialty training in orthodontics, I said, oh, something is missing. The peri-link is missing. So, it, it, so I decided to, to come back to the university and then do uh, a specialty training, uh, joining... Uh, with a uh, uh, master's program. And then between 2006 and 2013, I I did my specialty, I received my specialty training, master's degree, PhD degree, and one year of postdoctoral fellowship. All in wow. And then when I finished my postdoctoral fellowship, I said, no more ARTO. In terms of of of, of, of tending uh, patients in the clinic, I'm done, and I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Actually, I, I like I really like orthodontics too, but um, I, I I think that I I I'm I'm more used I'm I'm more useful for the period for the perio patients, uh, and basically, when you start. In the, in the academic world, when you start researching, when you start um, having more being having more contact with students, with with, with uh, uh, all the academic environment, let me say that way. Oh, that's that's my place. That's what that's what I want to do uh, for the next 20, uh, 10, 20 years. So oh. that's. Th- that's that's the way the perio, the periodontics came into my life.
0: That's that's a very um, I think interesting thing because you know your whole family are periodontists and you try to be different. But also you came back as a periodontist and not only you did perio, but you did a PhD and then you s- decided to pursue academia and and research and publishing. Um, Maybe, did you struggle with anything during the early stage of your academic career? And how did you
1: overcome them? I struggled with so many things. You know, um, actually, uh, being uh, being, uh, the son of a professor, a famous professor in Brazil, my father uh, reached some very good success in the academic world during the late 70s, the entire, the entire 80s, and up to the middle of 90s. Uh, people used to look at me and say, oh, that's Dr. Sombroni's son. So, you know, when you're, a son, when you're the son of someone important, let me say that way, you must prove more than the others. Can you hear
0: me yes I can hear you
1: so i I, I, you, I had to prove my 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 values prove m- m- the quality of my work sometimes more than other people and that's something that I, I had to struggle for many years I think uh, until the end of my masters I had to struggle with that because people oh that look that's dr doc, that's the son of dr Brown. so oh he probably he entered to 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 the master to to the post-graduation course because of his father or something like that so i had to i had to 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 prove my value to prove my knowledge and 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 sometimes i study harder than others i think that that that's the point and I, I don't have complaints about that, for sure. No complaints about that. But the question is, um, in, here in Brazil, and I, and, I, and I think it's not only in Brazil, but in other countries from Latin America or even Europe, I don't know about Europe, there's, people are some kind of jealous about your work. They, mm-hmm. they look at you and say, oh, oh, he's there because someone's helping him yes i'm helping myself for sure i have so I, I had all the support from my family from those people who like me but i had to study i had to to look for the books look for the papers and and try to improve my knowledge brush up my skills and and that's the point so uh, I, i'm not actually i'm not in a race I, I i'm not competing to with any others i'm just competing with myself i i want to be a better a better professional Uh, I want to be a better human being that's the point so this is probably the main the the main the main main thing that I had to struggle over the years but now, nowadays it's okay I think if I had to to say something to those who are initiating in in the academics I would say follow your dreams follow your ideas because in the end you're the only responsible for everything that will happen in your life, so your choices oh i want to be i want to be a dentist i want to be a clinician i want to be a professor okay go ahead search for the, the right tools and and then to try to implement them that's that's the main point uh, i I think um nowadays it's much easier than 20 years ago you we have internet you have almost everything you're going to find online 10 years ago you, you should write a paper oh i want to submit a paper to the journal person you should type a letter you should uh, uh send um uh um uh, the print version of your paper use regular mail wait for Four, five, six months to have uh, the, the, to receive the first round of reviews, and then <laughs> correct the manuscript, submit it again, and usually to have a published a, a paper published, you, you you probably will need to wait more than a year. Mm. Nowadays, in few months, maybe okay, it's it, the paper is accepted, and one month later, oh, it's already online the information uh, passes from hands to hands very quickly nowadays. And this is, I think this is the most important thing for those who are, uh, for those who are uh, initiating the profession, for those who are seeking an academic background, for those who are seeking, uh, pursuing an, uh, an academic career. Man, you have all the tools. You have all the weapons online. You can study from elsewhere. Anywhere you can go, you can study from your house. You can. You don't need. Don't need to go to university. Things are easier, easier nowadays.
0: That's yeah, my, I mean, that,
1: that's my point of view. You just need a
0: computer and internet, and and you're pretty set. Exactly.
1: And if you don't have money, and even if you don't have money to pay for an internet plan, go to Starbucks, <laughs> and then you you have free internet access so <laughs> things are and uh, 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 um, that's uh, that. I think that that's the, the main point
0: maybe just a follow-up question on, on that because you know you mentioned that your dad was a periodontist and a very famous professor and you became a periodontist and a very famous uh, professor also uh, does that change the way you interact with your children because I know you, you have Many of them, uh, you know, is it something that you like? Your interaction with them, would you try to push them towards also like
1: endemia, dentistry, or? Um... Oh, I, I hope my, I hope my 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 son and my daughter, they do not want to be a dentist. <laughs> I think I, my I, I would like my my daughter to be an actress. My 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 son to be um, uh, a doctor but a, a, a MD or even actually my father never never came to me and say oh you have to be a dentist actually he used to say you're probably of of my three kids you're probably the one that's going to be an architect or a musician or or, or a lawyer or something like that so, uh, actually, uh, they are free to choose what what they want to do. The the only thing that I that, that, I, that I that I used to tell them every time I'm, I'm with them is that you must study, you must um, uh, you you must read everything you can. You must um, uh, watch every type of of, 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 of lecture. Or a or, 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 um, television program that would improve your knowledge. That's it. Because they are going to live their lives in the future, not me. This is going to be their choices. So th- that's, that's because knowledge is the, the only thing that no one can take from you is knowledge. You, they, people can take your money, can take your freedom, can take your, your health, but they cannot take your knowledge out of, uh, from you. Okay. This is something that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. And not only, I'm not talking about dentistry, I'm talking about everything you can learn. If you can learn about fishing, about painting, about
0: um, cooking, about music. Cooking.
1: Oh, what else? <laughs> Doesn't matter. What matters? Uh, what matters most to me is knowledge. You know, I, I have some personal. I have some personal projects. One of them, what oh. are this one? But wow. I, I actually, I, I always, I, I to kids being a a, a a a a guitar player i i don't have good skills about that just so i just have the guitar just to to <laughs> to uh, like like uh, uh, like it's a statue or 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 a painting uh, so oh look another painting so uh,
0: did you do that uh, one
1: no 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 this is a, a good friend of mine did did this one to me oh wow that looks nice yes i'm rolling stones fan you know Mm. i'm a rocker i'm a rocker so uh, uh, that's uh, i I, that's that's what i want my kids to do to to be uh, good human beings to learn as much as they as they they could and then choose their own way in the future just that
0: yeah that's that's a good way to to do it and you never know maybe they'll end up being still periodontists and maybe
1: Sure if, if, if one if one of them decides to, to be a dentist or even a periodontist they they, they they both of them will have my my entire support for sure mm. But actually I, 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 I I'm quite 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 sure that none of them will be a dentist for <laughs> sure. They, they they are they are, they are very 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 expensive. They like art, they like other things that I, I I I may be wrong in the future. Actually my, 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 my daughter is ten year old and my boy is seven years old, so they they there's a long road uh, away yes. <laughs> in the future. Some years.
0: Um... <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ask you is there any um, moment in your career that you find it was a defining moment that's uh, either very memorable for you or a place a time where you're like oh you know this completely changed
1: everything ah uh, that uh, for me it's the 2014 regeneration workshop okay it changed it changed my life drastically in certain, uh, because it's interesting I received the invitation to participate in the workshop in 2013 and, indeed, I did not know at the time who invited me. I just received a letter. I've never been, until that time, I've never been to an AAP animal meeting, never had contact to anyone from the AEP, And I received a letter, oh, you're invited to participate in the workshop. I would like you to write the, the first, uh, the, uh, the chapter one, uh, uh, on root cover procedures. Okay. And you're going to work with uh, Dimitris Tatakis. Actually, it was not, wasn't Dimitri. Initially, I, I, I was not going to work with Tatakis. I was going to work with another uh, another researcher. I do not remember his name. Actually, he's not involved with, uh, I think, he's not inv- really involved with research. But it's someone from the AP. I don't remember r- right now. And then, uh, some some months later, I received another email saying, oh, uh, now we're going to uh, to work with Dimitris Tatakis as your chair, and you must come to the AP for a meeting, a one-day meeting. So I took a plane, arrived. In, in 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 Chicago, stayed for two days and then returned. In Brazil. And, and at that time, I, I, I could see that. Whoa, that's the famous Myron Levin. Oh, that's the famous. Uh, uh, that's the famous Doctor Reynolds. That's the famous. woman Those are. I'm now. Talking with my heroes, my perio heroes, and I used to say that I'm very fortunate because nowadays I work with, I, I work with my period heroes. Imagine that you you work. I used to say that I used to work with with, with um, the Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark. <laughs> working for example with working for example with Pini Prado is like working with Pini, It's like working with Tony Stark. It's actually almost the same. So at the time. Uh, we developed the, the, man, the, the first draft of the manuscript. I met Dimitri Satakis a couple of times uh, prior to the, the workshop. And then in 2014, during the workshop, a couple of days prior to the workshop, I received another email from the one who invited me, the one who said, oh, this is the guy that must write that third paper. And it was Mike Maguire. Nice. And Mike Maguire said to me, oh, I'm very happy. With the quality of your work, I've been following you, following your your work for many years, and now I'm sure that I, I made the right choice. I chose the right guy, and and he said to me, uh, he said that to me prior, during, and after the workshop. And after the workshop, I think my life changes in a way not uh, actually it's not changed my way of being but changed my way of interacting with other colleagues because um, now you, when you write a paper that becomes a paper that most of the people will um, quote it or something a paper or, or, or let me say in, um, uh, in another way a paper that is it's actually supported sponsored by the academy the american Academy of Entomology. oh my I, 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 you think you must uh, offer not only the best of you but the best of knowledge so actually I, I, for me probably that I, I probably the 2015 paper is the 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 most important thing i have i have ever written in my life for sure the the most the 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 most complete paper the most um, uh, comprehensive search of the literature but actually the most um, I tried to just to to offer a vision uh, a humble vision from a South American dentist that uh, originally was a clinician then uh, migrated to to, to, to the academic setting and to offer uh, answers to those clinical questions that you, myself, our colleagues used to have in the clinical environment. So mm. that's, what, that, that's why I think that's the most important paper I, I ever have ever written, and especially uh, the moment that changed my life in terms of all. Uh, of, of it's something i remember for the rest of my life for sure i'm quite sure about that after that so many other good things happened uh, to me in 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 terms of 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 my my career and i'm 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 glad about that i'm happy Um, um i'm grateful about that but 2014 workshop is for sure the landmark without without
0: a doubt that's an amazing story because you know for many many of us who are younger uh, you are a perio hero and that's why I was like so excited to to do the interview today so you know the way you see Pini Prato and all that you are the same for us And the question that I wanted to say was like, I really admired like especially that paper 2015 and I just think that the way and most of your other paper after that too, I think that all your focus questions are so relevant and you know, to the point that even if it's like a 45 page article, it still reads very well. And I wanted to ask you like, how how do you come up or formulate really relevant research question? Is there anything that you can give uh, as a pointer to somebody else who's trying to write good research?
1: Well, I think you should try to answer your personal questions as a mm. clinician. Oh, I'm a clinician. Um, I'm working in my office. Oh, I ha- I, I I received the paper one, uh, sorry. I, 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 a patient came to my office and then <coughs> oh, it has, a, for example, a gingival recession, in in the anterior maxilla and uh, oh there are other things associated to the to the to the defect and how can i treat it so i think that's the question a, a, a good clinical question oh what is the answer to that to, to that question how can i treat that patient so for me all the all those uh focus questions are actually uh, opportunities to solve my own questions, my own doubts as the clinician. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I had to give an advice to to those who are to, to those who are starting in the academia or to a colleague, uh, I would say: write the paper you want to read, prepare the lecture you want to watch. Mm-hmm. That's the that, that's. That's the the, the, the the most important thing because you must you must um, have a good knowledge about the audience you're working for. for example, if I'm going to lecture in um, in a clinical Congress people do not want to see tables or statistical analysis for sure I, I have to present some some tables or even some data it's really important it's evidence-based for sure but i'm not going to oh I'll only present tables or tables statistical analysis and tables and graphics and tables no <laughs> if i'm going for example for uh, a, a, a research congress like um IA, iadr for sure i'm going to present research 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 and that's the same thing for a paper you <laughs> must i used to say that that you must be asked a simple question but a simple clinically relevant question okay, okay. Uh, because uh, for example what what are the ob- objectives of a systematic review to provide the best knowledge for the clinician the best uh, treatment options for for the patient and the third point to offer you the guidelines for future research and i'm not saying that oh uh, new randomized clinical trials are necessary to no no no. future research should focus on that that that, that should focus on the development development for example should focus on the development of new therapeutic approaches or new um, instruments or follow patients for a longer follow-up or develop new biomaterials. That, I, I think that, that, that's the, the point. And in order to, to have the answer to those implications for future research, you should search for a clinically relevant question I, I used to say one of the most quoted papers in the modern uh, history of, of of implant dentistry is the one from mauricio araujo from 2005 mm. and what did mauricio and what mauricio did sorry he just tracked two and, and started to see what, what what's going on during the healing years Actually, this is something, oh, uh, uh, did Mauricio try to reinvent the wheel? No. He just constructed the tooth, and, and so what happened? Just that. Very, something very, very simple. And something, and those measurements he took, actually, at the t- until that time, no one really um, was able to, to, to define the amount of of resorption resorption or even the 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 dynamics of of of, of the, the global resorption and he did that something actually simple there is not that actually there is no simple research but in, in but we, we have we can say that there's not something oh i'm going to to develop a new biomaterial or i'm developing a new surgical technique that's going to be revolutionary. I'm going to be the master of the galaxy, (laughs) the best best surgeon of the world with my new surgical procedure. No, do it simple. Mm. Um, uh, Actually, another thing, something I, 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 many years ago, I think about 15 years ago, I read um, an interview from Yun Lin, and he said in that interview that uh, uh, what was the secret of writing? And he said, writing short, uh, uh, short phrases, short your paragraph should not be too long. Write short sentences. Uh. (laughs) That's it. Be simple, because you must figure out that the the person that's going to read your paper probably do not have the same expertise in research as you have yes if you go for example and this is not something detrimental to anyone these are different kind of words you have for example the majority of periodontists clin- of majority of, of, of periodontists are clinicians they are not they're not interested about doing research, they're interested about receiving the information from a a, a researcher and then apply that information in his office, in his or her office, Mm. to offer the best treatment options to their patients. That's the, the primary point. So, if my primary audience is formed by clinicians, I should write something clinically relevant. And simple for at least I should try to do that. Uh, So that's what I've been trying to do over the years to develop uh, clinically relevant questions that should be applied that could be applied in the clinical environment. That's it.
0: And sometimes you fall onto some clinically relevant questions that don't really have an answer. And I think this kind of guides you towards where your research should focus on in order to answer those questions. Uh, I don't know if it it makes sense, but you know, I really like how you, you built up the, the information, like you, your systemic reviews reviews, everything that is known about our topic. And then you look towards the future and based on that, you're like, oh, these are the next research questions that people should focus on, and I always thought that was really, really interesting. Um,
1: yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm uh, actually, you know, maybe another secret. Let me say that weight is, for example, I, I've had, I, I have worked with so many different. Uh, actually, yesterday, I, I, a friend of mine, a dentist friend of mine, asked me how many systematic reviews. I had I had I I have read it, and I said I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I I was I went to my CV and and counted. Actually, <laughs> I, I until today I have 51 systematic reviews published or accepted for publication. Oh, that's amazing. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They are just papers, you know. The question is, they are they, they uh, you have i have just my reviews from uh, root coverage um, periodontal medicine um, epidemiology and different different period topics uh, oh so you have expertise on all of these topics for sure I do not have that expertise but every time I started a project uh, for example. Uh, of a system I review and if I don't do not have the best knowledge about that someone in the team will have you, you must, that's another important thing when you choose your your team your reviewers your team of reviewers you must choose oh the one with the best expertise for example on math analysis the one that will do then the uh, data searching, and the one who is the expert on the topic. That's one of the most important things. So, and and actually, there's another secret. If I had to, to say one very, very, very important thing about uh, writing a paper or develop, uh, developing a, 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 um, a, a research project, try to work only with your friends. With your friends. Or at least people you like and admire as professionals hmm. and especially as a human beings. <laughs> you know? Um, for example, I started working uh, with Professor Pini Prado in 2000. 17, but but I met the first time I met him was in 2012 and we became friends and after four years, one day one came to the other and said, well we've been friends for many years. And we never work, we have never work, did something relevant together. Why why not? So we started working together. But but initially he was my friend he he remains my friend and my master but someone i admire not only as a professional but as a human being too I'm a, i'll give you another example dr gustavo Avil ortiz from the chair from the university of iowa he's a yeah. very 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 close friend actually my the third book my third book i'm, I'm Actually, we're, I'm working with Gustavo in this project, with Gustavo and another friend of mine from Mexico, Dr. Salvador Garcia Valenzuela, which is another friend. We became friends many years ago, and then some years later, oh, let's work together. Why not?
0: Mm. So would you yeah. become friends first and then work together? Or yeah, work together you, become
1: you, uh, usually, most of the time. Nowadays, most of the time. But the, the question is, uh, when you get in touch with the people uh, you admire and you see the way that, that that person respects your work that's important you actually for sure you do not need to be uh, the, uh, be everyone's friend but people, but those people must at least admire your work and you must admire their work those are very valuable one way uh, uh uh one uh, just uh, follow just on one way you should offer and receive actually that that's the the, the most important thing so you uh, that's why I, I i say oh you must work with friends people that okay I, I i i'm here to offer the best of my knowledge and you're you're there to offer me the best of your knowledge just let's put everything together, uh, like a recipe. Cook and try to cook something tasteful. <laughs> that's it. That, 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 that's that's what I believe. That's what I I do, to to say to to um, to those who 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 ask me what's the secret of a good paper, what's the secret of, 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 of a good uh, focus question. What's your secret? Follow your dreams, work hard, um, be honest, and choose the best the, the best people to work with you. Just that.
0: And who are also your friends that you, you enjoy working with? Uh... Yes,
1: yes! Actually, I think it's quite a coincidence because Uh, after many years I I, I started meeting very good people and those good people became my friends and then those people who became my friends are very good professionals and things are matching 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 okay now we are ready to work because there are people that will be very good uh, friends you have but they will not be the best people to work with you for any particular dif, uh, reasons doesn't matter there are other people that sometimes you're not very familiar or even you don't have uh, a, a, a very good proximity but they are very good professionals you admire their work they admire your work and okay let's work together and and, and develop something good perfect doesn't matter but the most important thing uh, you must choose good human being
0: yes that that's a really good uh like many good advices and thank you so much for sharing this maybe um i'm gonna ask you one last questions and then we'll let like the audience ask some questions because i see the questions box there um, I think you've touched a bit on it. Uh, you said that you, you know, your dad was a professor, very famous, a periodontist. Is, it, um, is there anyone else who had like, a big influence on your life uh, other than your
1: dad? Sure. Professor Pini Prado, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. when I finished dental school, when I started uh, studying root coverage, back in nineteen ninety nine two thousand two thousand one uh i found some papers from a a a a a, a nice gentleman called Johan paolo Piniprado, and i used to read those papers those actually those classic papers on sub tension um position of gingival margin uh thickness of uh flat thickness and i when i went to those papers and i used i start write, uh, uh reading those papers and when i finished reading the, the, those papers and, and and came to to the reference list and start seeing uh, the 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 reference oh Pini prado Pini prado Pini prado pinny prado and I, I at that time 20 years ago i said well one day i want to be like that gentleman <laughs> i want to write a paper i did not know how to write a paper at that time or what 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 was that indeed Whatever I I, I I said well, one one day I want to be like that gentleman. And I I would not say that I, I I'm like him today, but I'm fortunate to work with him, mm. and more than that, be I'm fortunate to be his friend. To consider him, I actually I used to talk to Pini Prato at least once a week. We used to talk uh, for different about different things. And another another person that was important to me was my, my mentor in, in the university, Dr. Luis Lima. Uh, he was my mentor during my master's and during my PhD. He's a fantastic guy, very talented, uh, very good clinician, very good researcher. He's another guy that I'm, 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 I, I really, really appreciate him. Oh, who else? Uh, Mike Maguire is, is, is another one. Pat Allen. Uh, mm-hmm. I like I the work from Romain Vadem. These are people that I, I had the opportunity... Myron Evans for sure. Many times I, I met Myron Evans, and we had the opportunity to talk about uh, different things and, and, and to receive his advices. So, actually, uh, I, I, I used to say that I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to have met these people over the years. And, and, and especially about hearing nice advices or good words from them to learn. You know, you have two eyes one mouth and two ears so you must use better the, the best way you can your eyes and your ears <laughs> and you shut your mouth that's, that's that's the most important thing Yes. <laughs> here, you know i used to tell i, I used to, to say to, to some students here in brazil it seems that uh for example that the periodontal research or the periodontal root cover procedures were developed um, uh, in the end of the '90s, but actually, most of the knowledge on root cover procedures um, was originated in the '60s and the '70s and, and the '80s. So people used to used to to forget um, the, the old material and just think about the new material. But all those biologic principles if you go to, for example, uh, oh the best way to prepare a a, a flap you huh. should go to mormon fiancio 1977. oh oh the dimensions of the previous huh, world sorry 1973 uh, that that uh, it seems that people forget this thing yeah. uh, and, oh no i want i want to to see what's the best biomaterial or the best surgical uh, uh, incisions or the, uh, how to to have the most beautiful flap. The knowledge is not new. So, that I I I'm I'm very fortunate because I I have I have the opportunity to work with the old masters from outside Brazil, from Brazil. So, people that nowadays are 78 years old, I'm 45, I, I was fortunate to, to have contact with those people, and also with younger professors, for sure, so to, to have that balance between the old school and the new school, mm. <laughs> I, I, that's another secret, you can uh, use the new weapons. The new procedures, the new technologies, but never forget the old stuff, yeah. because almost everything has been developed during the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the early 90s. All the rest are modifications, basically.
0: Um, that's very, uh, very good advices. I mean, it's such a nice insight into the literature. And I can see that by writing all those papers you're so familiar with the literature also. Um maybe one last question is what is your vision now that you know you, you've worked with all those people that you admired and you have position yourself as, you know, a very well known periodontist. Um what is your vision for Perio and uh what do you think the future holds? Maybe it's a bit too big, but...
1: <laughs> no, actually, I think uh, we, we, we already know how, what causes periodontal disease, how to prevent the development of periodontal disease, how to treat periodontal disease, how to maintain the patient um, after active periodontal therapy, and, and for sure, how to substitute a lost tooth with an implant. I think the future of research should be based on on improving those those parts. For example, um, improving instruments, looking for biomaterials that could be used uh, as alternatives, or um, or um, even knowing more about the dynamics, not only of, uh, of the inflammatory process. I would not say that way, but knowing about uh the the best treatment options for the patient in terms of patient reported outcomes talking more with your patient. looking uh trying to uh, trying to discover developing uh, procedures or modification of procedures that will improve the quality of life of the patient that's it yeah. because with with the armamentarium we have nowadays as I, as I just said, we know how to to prevent, to treat the disease, and to maintain the patient's health over a long-term periods. Okay. So, actually, almost everything in periodontology has been invented, and this statement is not mine. It's Professor Pini Prado. He told me that some years ago. So we have almost 90 95 percent of the periodontal knowledge developed what we need is to accurate those five percent in terms of improve uh, the way we treat not how to treat the way we treat uh, improve the materials as well as what happens it's something like it, it, it's something that happened for example with root cover procedures over 20 over the last 20 years uh, new instruments were developed, new blades were developed, and people started working with magnification, new suturing materials. But the, actually the, the, the surgery per se did not change that much. I have, to, uh, uh, I have to make an incision, raise a flap, remove something or put something Reposition the flap and suture that's it actually, for example, eighty percent of all sur- surgeries are equal. The difference is between putting something or removing something mm. the procedure is almost the same, so we just need to continue improving the refinement refinement of, of of the procedure just uh, just that I would say
0: so. Um. I don't know if I can ask this questions, but what are your thoughts about some techniques for root coverage that doesn't involve grafting and does like small incisions in the vestibule?
1: <laughs> I know. I, I think you're talking about... No, I will not say about... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I will not say the, the, the name of the, the procedure, but, uh, well, I, I, one of the secrets for root coverage or any surgical grafting procedure is to maintain the flap and the graft in in position, to stabilize stabilize the flap and the graft. If you are working in using a procedure that you cannot achieve uh, some kind of primary stability, let me say that way, you may not expect a good wound healing procedure. That's the only thing I can say about that. I I, I like to suture everything, for sure. (laughs) And the most important thing is not to, okay, oh, that procedure is better than the other, or this procedure is good, the other isn't. It's to think about, is there evidence about that? doesn't matter if the evidence... It it, it doesn't matter if the evidence comes from case series. But is there any type of evidence about it? that? That 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 that's the most important thing. Someone is asking from a review yes. perspective: What are the key factors that differentiates a good systematic review from a bad systematic review? The methods. If you are following, for example, all the methods are are following the Cochrane collaborations checklist, you probably will have a very 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 good systematic review, a very well designed. Because a systematic review is not only to, okay, I have established a focus question and then I'm going to search the literature and then pull the papers together and try to, to reach a conclusion. No, systematic review from from the about developing a protocol that is clinically sound based on a focus question that's clinically relevant. One simple question. Sometimes you can even ask two three questions depending. Um, uh, of uh, depending on the, the topic or even the perspective of the paper then search the right literature to the right uh, outcome measures provide a, 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 a wholeness risk of bias assessment and the the reasons of 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 of, of providing a, a good risk of bias assessment not to, to point out the finger to the to the author's face and say oh you're your paper is not good. No, it's to say how we should uh, develop future research. future research should improve randomization, should improve um, accessory blinding, should improve reporting. That's it. And then, be, uh, and, and then try to be um, as impartial as possible. That's the, maybe the the, the, the the difference about a good systematic review and a bad systematic review. A systematic review just offers, a good systematic review. will offer just a point of view based on the available literature. I'm not I'm not there to so, to So there's provide only five seconds
0: left. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for, for this because uh, Instagram will cut right here. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Office Hours with Professor Win. Please stay tuned for our next interview with Dr. Mark Nevins.